Everything that's was that's mentioned, the Teva has a purpose, and even the the sidur, the order in which the Teva uh, tells us certain events which took place, also comes for the sake of teaching us certain things. Even when we say Torah was not written in chronological order. That's the reason. Because Torah does not just come to tell us a history book, telling us dates, events that took place one after the other. Events that are brought down in Torah are for the sake of, of teaching us, improving us. So therefore, the Torah puts those events, links those things together, that uh, form the same moral idea, the same lesson, or that one complements the other, but not in the sense of chronological order. I point this out because, according to Asher, the last Pasha of Mishpatim, the Omoisha Omar Alei Al Hashem Atov Ve'Aaron Nodav Adi Yoshim Zik Nisroel Vishtahavisim Merochoy Shakadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe Rabbeinu Alei Al Hashem so that was the Dal of the Sea, fourth day of Sea, before Kabbalah Sateh. So the event of Kabbalah Sateh is described in Yisroi. They came, they went from the Fidim. First day was, uh, they came there with the Shoydesh. First day they rested. Second day, Moshe. Hashem told Mishrabeinu, Mishrabeinu told Hashem. After the time of Aseras Adivois, so in Yisrael we got from the Shredish Sivin till past the time of Aseras Adivois. And in Gemara there was a Machlekes, whether the Shisha Besivin Nitno Teiro or Zion Besivin Nitno Teiro, but everybody is Moedir Teiro was given a Shabbos. Then, we have the Pasha of Mishpatim, Sebel of Mishpatim, dealing essentially, mainly, with the Mitzvah's Benonim Lachav Eiloit, Dinim of Shomrim, the Pasha of Shomrim, the Pasha of Zikim, and the Pasha of Ebed Ibri, Roma Ibri, and other Dinim. At the end of Mishpatim, and then, and finally, but in the end of Mishpatim, really, they're speaking about the Yom Trevim, the Shalash Rikolim, and they're making already preparations about going to Israel. And it tells them that Rabbeinu Shalilam will drive out and destroy the nations that have the land right now. And the Sichos land breeze. The Sichlam land is like they're standing by the border of Eretz Yisrael, very tender Eretz Yisrael. Then, Ramayisha Omar, Alei Al-Hashem, back to Yisrael. Back to the fourth day in Sivan, before Kabbalah Satera, before the Aserah Sadevois. The natural, natural uh, Seder would be that this Pasha, Ramayisha Omar, Alei Al-Hashem, should be in Yisrael, before Kabbalah Satera. So there the tailor tells us something which took place on the fourth day of sin, 
omits something, where does it mention at the end of Mishpat? I uh, don't have to be uh, the best editor in the world, even if you'd be an editor or the commentator, ambassador or so forth, you would also put the two things together. That's all part of the same parasha, part of the same event. You put it together, not that you break it up into pieces, one piece in Yisrael, and Be'ahem Shekhyobe. It will continue. Look in the end of Mishpatim, you'll see the, the, uh, the, the rest of it. I mean, what's the reason? This is something that we should, should strike our eye, and we should certainly ask. What's the reason? Tesvus in Brochus, Tesvus in Abel Psochem, points out this is also something which uh, we should, uh, should ask ourselves. Chazal, the Anshik Neses Agdilo, when we sack in the Brochus, 99% of the Brochus that we say, Bichas Amitzvah, Bichas Anenim, Bichas Asheva, the Anshik Neses Agdilo, when we sack now in the Nusach, in the Matbeya, the form of Roches, we find that there are four types. There are Roches that begin with bow and end with bow, Like the first Roche Bo Shoma. The first Roche of the Bicho is Kriyashma. Yitzhak begins with Boch and ends with Boch at Hashem Yitzhak Moilis. First Boch of Shmin Esre, first Boch of Bichas Amozim. Kiddush, the Boch of Kiddush begins with Boch, ends with Boch. Then there are certain Bochas which begin with Boch and don't end with Boch. That's short Bochas, like Bichas Amitzvah, Bichas Anenim, Boch at Hashem Al Kirmel Choylom, begins with bow, doesn't end with bow. Certain brachas which end with bow and don't begin with bow, like the bracha of Avarabo and the Sviatsi, and all the brachas of Shmein except the first bracha, and the second and third bracha of Bichas Amozen ends with bow, doesn't begin with bow. The fourth bracha begins with bow, doesn't end with bow. And there are two brachas which do not begin with bow and do not end with bow. So what's the, you can say that it is just by, by mikra, by chance, you know, without looking or thinking, you know, so this, uh, they put a bow, this, they didn't put a bow, it's Anshik everything was done, had a mocha, had a basis. So the, uh, so the, actually the, the deception, Raisa, which Imola brings down, so the Raisa seems to give us an, uh, an insight into the formation of brachas. It says, Except the bracha every bracha begins with bo and ends with bo, except the bracha except if one bracha comes next to another bracha. In other words, it's part of a set of brachas. So it's really not an independent bracha, it's linked to the first bracha. So therefore the both, and we say both, we don't mean the word both, we mean the Shem Malchus of the first bracha relates to the second bracha. Therefore the two brachas of Kriyashma, the fourth Kriyashma, so the Yitzhak and Abba, so the Shem Malchus of Yitzhak 
relates to Avarabah. That's why Avarabah does not have to begin with Bo. That's why all the other Brochas from Shemineser don't have to begin with Bo, because the Bo of the first Brocha relates to the other Brochas. And except Bichas HaMitzvah and Bichas HaNen. So they begin with Bo and don't end with Bo. So we once pointed out that uh, when you form a cloud, general rule, how do you form a general rule? If you find that this rule applies to most cases, this is a rule which would encompass most cases, you say that's the rule. And that which doesn't fit into the rule, they say that's the exception to the rule, right? But if you find that the exception, exceptions are more than the rule itself, so you can't say that that's the cloud. Then the exceptions is the cloud. Right? So the price begins, all brothers begin with both and end with both, except because amitzvahs, because anene brothers, mukhlachavah. No, you count all the brothers that begin with both and end with both, and all the brothers that are not, that don't, don't have this matbeya of beginning and end. You'll find there are more brothers that do not begin and end with both than brothers that begin and end with both. Maybe ten brochas, you can count them on your fingers, the brochas that begin and end with both. So why does the Kaiser make a rule, a general rule, a cloud, that the cloud is every brocha begins with both and ends with both? Except these and these. But the exceptions are more numerous than the, than the rule, so then the rule is not a rule, not a cloud. So obviously that the Kaiser is telling us that really the Matbeya brocha, what's a brocha? Brocha begins with both and ends with both. And the exceptions also fit into this rule. Now why is a brocha, the essence of a brocha is that begins with both and ends with both? The Gemara says in brochas, Doilo deyo shenitno beishtei askos, reishenus. Rein is the union of deyo, of seichel, of chokhmah, of das, that it was mentioned between the two Shemois, the two names of HaKadosh Baruch Kikeu Deyois Hashem. So Deyois is preceded by the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kale, and it is followed by the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem Abai. Kikeu Deyois Hashem. In other words, what would the Chazal tell us? Das is great. Deyo, Chofmo, Bino, Hasko, Amin. That's, if we have that, we have everything. If you don't have this, they have nothing like the emotions. But, but actually, depends, depends to what you utilize the day, the das. All animals, even those animals who are maziki, there's a limit how much, how much uh, damage, how much harm they could do to society. All lions in the world and so forth cannot destroy the world. A human being, with his das, with his intelligence, with his intellect, with his chokhmeh, he could destroy the world. So Eya by itself is not, is not something that's, that's, that's really great. It's really great. Eya could become an instrument of inventing an atom bomb, a hydrogen bomb, a mega megaton bomb, and so forth. And we're ready, ready. All you have to do is just press the button, they start flying, bingo, there's no world. And who invented it? A human being. With what koya? The koya from Deya. After all, 
the German people who brought such uh, what you, what you, what, what word you could find uh, that brought Tsarist to the world were brilliant people. So, in order to to mobilize and to invent and, and, to, and to form an army and terrorize the entire world, they almost conquered the entire world. And then this is a people that gave out uh, uh, poets and, uh, and composers and uh, brilliant people. And they almost destroy the world. So Deo by itself is nothing to is nothing to brag about. When is Gdoilo Deo? When is when do you see the greatness of Deo, of of understanding, of intelligence? If you realize that Deo comes from Hashem, that's preceded by the Shem, and it was given for the purpose of furthering the plan of Akhenshmoh. You submit your Deo to Akhenshmoh. That's Kikeo Deo Isashem. So then the Deo becomes a Deo of Akhenshmoh. That's Doilo Deo Shemitno Benshtei Shemis. And the Deo has to be preceded by Shem Hashem. It comes from Hashem for the sake of Hashem. That's when it's Doilo Deo. But when a person uses the Deo for himself, for his own self-aggrandizement, for his own glory, and so forth, this Deo could become the most destructive force. So I would say the Chazal used the same pattern when they formed the Broche. Made a Matbeya, they coined the Matbeya for Broche. When is a Broche a great thing? When is it a great thing, the Broche? If the Broche is preceded by the Shem Hashem, we said Boruch, we know that the Broche comes from Hashem, everything that we have is given to us by Hashem, and it's followed by Boruch, Hashem. In other words, we say all the things which the Benishul, which you have given us, we will utilize it and use it to serve your ends and your means. We'll use it for the sake of Hashem. So that's the that's what a broche is. Broche is like kale de is Hashem. It's like kale broche is Hashem. The broche comes from Hashem, it's preceded by Hashem, and it will be used not for ourselves, but for the furtherance of the of the of of, of the the plans of Hakadosh Baruch. That's what a broche is. That's why a broche begins with Baruch and with Baruch. Begins with Hashem and ends with Hashem. So therefore, uh, we explain that the short broches, like Bichas Hanen and Bichas Hamitzvahs, that begin with Bo, don't end with Bo. So it doesn't mean it doesn't end with Bo. It ends with Bo. But there you don't have to end it, because since you just mentioned the Shem of Malchus, before that, so the Shem of Malchus is still in your mind. It was says, why so you could change your mind. Because says, whatever happens to the people, it's as if that which you said before, it's as if you're still saying it with your lips. You didn't finish it yet. So in other words, since you just said, Bo Hato Hashem Alekeinu Melech Oilom, Bo Yerebriyo Eitz, so the Hashem Alekeinu Melech Oilom that you just mentioned before is still on your mind. So it's as if you're ending the Broche with Hashem Alekeinu. Here you don't have to end it. It's understood. And a Broche Asmuch Lechavotor, why doesn't it begin with Bo? 
because since it's linked up to the preceding bracha, so the Shema Malchus of the first bracha relates to this one. So it comes out actually that there is no bracha which does not begin the bracha and end the bracha. That's the Indian, that's the Mabea bracha. That's, that's when it's a, a true bracha. I mentioned to you there are two brachas which do not begin with both and end with both, and we'll give you a couple of weeks to find those two brachas. Okay, so now getting back to the Seder, getting back to the Seder, the Seder that we find in the Teira, a Seder which is really not a Seder, that the Teira tells us in Yisroi, Yisroi tells us the events that led up from the time that they came to our Sinai from the Sin. Till Kabbalah Sadeh, till Aser Sadibois. And then it interrupts with Reila Mishpati, and the end of it is telling them about look, you will go in Elsie Soil, I'm going to drive out the nations, and you shouldn't like Sikhos Landris, and don't make a covenant with them. They're talking already about Elsie Soil, and then the Moishoma, the end of Mishpati, you go back to Kabbalah Sadeh. Back to the fourth day in Sidon, and tells us certain things which Moishah Rabbeinu said to the people, people said Moishah Rabbeinu, Koshboha told Moishah, Moishah told them, something which was not mentioned in the Pasha of Yisra. Why not put it all together? I think the, the impression that you get is that the Teira wanted that the Pasha of Mishpotim should be between Kabbalah Satera. Kabbalah Satera on one side of Mishpotim, Kabbalah Satera on the other side of Mishpotim. Right? That's what comes out. Why is that so important? I explained to you. Kikel there is Hashem. Doilo deyo shenitno When is deyo great? When it comes between the two shemes of Akrashbok. Which means the deyo comes from Hashem for the sake for the, for the sake of being utilized to further and to realize Akrashbok's plans for us in the world. So when Mishpotim comes between in Kabbalah Satira on one hand, Kabbalah Satira on the other hand, so what, what is the Teira trying to tell us? That Mishpotim, those laws, those mitzvahs that govern our social behavior between one human being and another human being, you have to realize that they come from Hashem. You have Kabbalah Satira on one hand. It's not like like we say, uh, did not let them know, did not teach them any mishpotim. The Dogoim have constitutions, they have laws, they have bylaws, and so forth. But it's mishpotim that came about by the agreement of people. People got together, whether it's by majority, or whether it's, it's, it's not by majority, they came to a certain agreement, certain words were made up. This is, the, this is the law. But here the Torah tells us, no, you should know that the Mishpotim and Non-Muchaveloi, they come from Hashem. They come from Hashem. And as we mentioned last time, so when you Mikhaim in your dealings with Non-Muchaveloi, so you have to, you should know that you owe it Hashem. It's when you're in a store and you sell, you make sure that whatever you do is honest and fair, equitable, and you're not cheating, you're not lying. So you oivet Hashem, just as when you're standing, you're in shul and you're done. In fact, the mitzvah of tefillah, which according to the Rambam, is a mitzvah of tefillah, where is the mitzvah of tefillah mentioned in the Torah? 
That's a general mitzvah. Means that serve Hashem with all the mitzvahs. So that would not be counted counted as a separate mitzvah saseh. Because you find many times when a Tehra gives a general mitzvah that you should serve Hashem and obey all the mitzvahs, that doesn't go into the klal of Tayyag mitzvahs. But since from this it do, it mentions something, a prat, which is not mentioned any place else in the Tehra, if do is philosophy, and nowhere, nowhere else is, is it mentioned, mentioned in the Tehra. So therefore, the Rambam counts it as a separate mitzvah saseh. This is not a mitzvah saseh klolis, this is a mitzvah saseh protis, because this mitzvah comes to teach us something which is not mentioned any place else. So, and this is you're standing there, standing before Akurish Bo, and where is this mitzvah mentioned? Not in Vahikra, we do it dealing with Avodah Hashem through Korbonis, he also mentioned Avodah Hashem through Tfilah, but in Mishpot. And the Sedra, the deals, if my axe goes your axe, or if I mazik you, or you mazik me, or you're stealing, or so forth, in this Sedra it puts in the mitzvah Tfilah. Why? Because he wants to tell you that it's all the same Avodah Hashem. You're standing and you're praying to Hashem, or you, or you, or you, you make sure that your animals will not be mazik someone else or so forth. It's the same Abu Yisrael. So therefore, Mishpotim is preceded by Kabbalah Satir to tell you that Mishpotim comes from 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 the Torah. And it's followed by Kabbalah Satir to tell you that these Mishpotim, these laws that govern human behavior, social behavior, these laws should be used for the furtherance of faith. When these laws are applied properly, right way, right there, right hashkofe, they, this will lead to Kabbalah Satir. This will enhance Tehra in the world. This is what people will say, oh, how good Tehra is. I also want to learn Tehra. Like the Gemara says, the Maise of Beshim and Beshetah, bought an animal, then he found a diamond, and he said, yeah, from a goyce, he said, return it to him. He only bought the animal, and didn't buy the, the diamond, and then we return it to him, so the goyce said, Bo Blessed be the God of Shimon He realized that if this man did not have this and this and Mune, he would never do such a thing. To return, to, to return him the, the, the diamond and so forth. I mean, the Goyim who were in the vicinity where the Chafetz Chaim lived, they couldn't appreciate the genius of the Chafetz Chaim, his Chedushim, his Forim, and his Nebrure, the Chafetz Chaim, the Roshim Horem, the Kutalot. And yet, they realized that they had a holy man be, be amongst them. And they tried all ways and means that the Chafetz Chaim should pass through their fields so that their fields should become blessed. 
Father, they realized the greatness of the Chatzchaim. Chatzchaim wasn't even the Rav. At a grocery. At a grocery, his wife was selling things in a grocery. But when the Goyim saw the Erlachkeit, the honesty of the Chatzchaim, the way he was so careful, the way he was so didactic, not to, to give a false weight, a false this, or so forth, they realized they didn't deal with a, with, with a, a godly man. The whole story of once a guy came in, he paid money for a herring, and he left without taking the herring. So the Chatzchaim was so, so disturbed. Well, he paid me money for the herring. How like, who's the guy? He doesn't remember who the guy is. How do I turn him to herring? So finally, he thought up an idea. The next time that they had a market, where they were selling, so the Chatzchaim brought a new barrel of herring, which was a lot of money at that time, considering for a small town, a grocery man. And he called out that anyone who wants to take a, come and take a herring for nothing should come and take it. Maybe from the Goyim that will take now the herring will be the Goyim who paid for the herring and didn't take the herring. Well, when you see such type of mishpatim, so then even Goyim realize that this man is a godly man. So that's why the Torah put Mishpatim. Mishpatim are very great. Mishpatim, the inyonim of Benodim Lachaveiroi. The essence of life itself. But when are they great? If it's preceded by Kabbalah Satoyiroi, you realize that these are come from the Torah, that you oivet Hashem through Mishpatim, and that these mishpatim should be used to enhance the covet of the world and to be mekadeshim That after these mishpatim, this will create an incentive and a desire to others. Oh, it is so good, it is so great, I also want to be mekadeshim. So from the mishpatim, you go back to Kabbalah Satir. That's when mishpatim, when they really work. <coughs> Now, as far as Kabbalah Satir is concerned, so we find contradictions. Contradictions in, according to the interpretation of Chazal. Did the Bnei Yisrael really want to be Mechabal the Torah? Didn't they want to be Mechabal the On one hand, from the Torah Shavik Sav, see, at the end of Mishpatim, they said to Moshe Rabbeinu, so you don't have to have a stronger and better Kabbalah than said Nasavanishma. We don't you don't have to tell us what does what the Tira says. We'll do whatever we'll hear, whatever we'll hear that that's what we'll do. Nasavanishma. Ain't of a Kabbalah. And Vayikhan Shom Yisrael Negadahov says here, Vayikhan Shom Yisrael Lashon Yochit, Kulam. Which is the expression which Hashi uses. Hold unified. Of course, uh, some of the um, some of the Ashanim say it in a, in a more ironic sense. Unfortunately, in the present time, it has a, a semblance, an element of truth. That when Moshe Rabbeinu told them, 
So they said, Vayano, Vayano Yachto, Vayim, Rukhoi, Vashadim, Rashem, Nas. They all answered at the same time, Yachto. Some of the Abshalim say that this was the, they had the good fortune to answer Yachto at the same time. Because if it wouldn't be the same time, so if one would say yes, so the other one would say no. But since it's Yachto, so it all came out at the same time. Otherwise, just because you said this, I have to say the opposite. But in Chazal, Chazal we find, says, by Yatsmu, and they were made to stand under the bottom of the mountain, Sachtisahor. Allah say, lifted up the Harsina and turned over the Harsina for them like a barrel, barrel enclosing them, and he told them, says, Im te kabur satoyva, kil bin kabur latoyva, la, shon teikolas. Not, there will be your, the burial, burial places. So it seems that they were forced, they were anusim, they were forced to be mekabal the toyva. And therefore, Rabbi says, mekan moido rabal eraiso, but actually, uh, we have an excuse. Oiva and the tailor have an excuse. We didn't, we weren't mekabal the tailor. With our own consent, we were forced into it. We were cursed into the Kabbalah Satir, because otherwise, Isham Teik Varasim. And Chazal say, when were they the Kabbalah Satir of Yvotzain? That was full. It's based on a deep of the Prophet, says, Kimu Vikimlo Haibudim. So it should have said, Kimu Vikimu. First they were the Kabbalah, then they. Then they carried it out, then they did it. What does it say? Kimu Vikiblu? Kimu Mashikiblutvo. Now they were Mikhaim, but they, they verified that which they were Mikabu before. But it's, it's difficult to see <coughs> from the plain meaning of the Pasik how the Pasik uh, alludes to such an important event that they were Mikabu the Tuyra Bhutz. I mean, what does the Pasik say there? Okay, they were mekabla upon themselves in future generations to observe food. And Putin is not such a difficult youngster to observe. Drink, marry, and so forth. To usher in the youngster Pesach or to be the kind Yimaki Putin is more difficult than, than, than Putin. So Adel Chazal, after all, even when you find <coughs> a secondary meaning in the Pasik, a drosha in the Pasik, but the drosha has to relate to the plain meaning of the Pasik too. It's a deeper understanding of the same thing. But not that the Pasik says they were couple up on themselves to observe the Yom Tepuri. And the drosha says, no, you know what they were couple up on themselves? They were right now in the couple the whole tale of the gods. How does it? How do we see this? And the If the Jews were Anusim, they were forced to be Mekabal the Tere under threat of total annihilation. So then, so, so that's the case. Why were they punished? Why were they punished when they were over on the Tere? They were punished and exiled. Why? They were Anusim. So there are many explanations. I wouldn't go into it. I'll just suggest to what I think is 
the Chazal are trying to tell us. And of course, the apparent still a contradiction between this Russia that there were Anusim that they were coerced and forced into Kabbalah Satir on the threat of total annihilation to that which the Torah says that they accepted it willingly. I think what the Torah and the Chazal are telling us is that there are several ways to be the Kabbalah There's Kabbalah Satir, there's Kabbalah Satir. When the, the Bnei Yisrael said, They said, well, we accept to pay HaKadoshba. Never will tell us we'll do. This is what they accept. But the Rabbi Yisrael said, no, that's not enough. That's not enough. For instance, we, uh, we become citizens of the, somebody becomes citizen of the United States. Gives a no, accepts to abide and obey the laws of the country. What does that mean? Does that mean that he signs off his entire existence and life to the country, say, I have no life, I have no existence, except as a citizen of this country? No. I have a right to leave this country, renounce my citizenship. Doesn't mean I give up my life, that I have no other life except as a citizen of this country. My life, one of the things which I accept in my life is to abide by the laws of this country. But that doesn't mean that the country and I are one. And I have no life of my own except as part of the country. Right? So when the soil said, they trust in Akarish that the mitzvahs that they'll tell them will be mitzvahs that are good and beneficial to them and it will help them develop their moral and ethical character. Fine, we'll do it. But they never said that we have no life and no existence except to serve Hashem. We have no life of our own. Our only our sole right of existence is what is, is, is serving Hashem. Right? That they never said. So when it came to Kabbalah Satir, or the actual given of Tira, the Benjamin said no. This type of Kabbalah that you say, okay, you listen to me, you obey to me, but you think that you could have a life of your own? Says no. Kofalim Hartigis, and he told them, Im Tikabla Satoyo Muta, did love shall take for us. Kabbalah Satoyo has to be in such an age that you realize that you have no other existence except through Torah. And without Torah, you cannot exist. You have no life of your own. Your life is the life of faith. That's what the Rebbeinu wanted this Kabbalah Satay. Understand the two types of Kabbalah? So, the Bnei Israel accepted it. You know why they accepted it? Did they have a choice? No. Here was, what does it Here was a nation of people of millions. Men, women, and children. In a desert. There's no food, there's no water, there's uh, dangers from snakes and from scorpions, from the sun, surrounded by, by enemies, by people that want to annihilate them, to kill them. The only way they could survive is by HaKadosh He gave them the man and he gave them the water and he protected them with the Anani Kovit. 
No, in such a case, could anyone say no? They found themselves in a situation where they couldn't survive except relying on a ship. In such a case, nobody would say no. Right? Okay, so they accepted it. But it was this because they really had no other choice. So therefore, when they were brought to Eretz soil, came to Eretz soil. So and then there they settled in the land, and they were over on the mitzvahs. So why were they punished? Ashbez the Kasha, why were they punished? If they were Anusim in Kabbalah Satira, why were they punished? You know why they were punished? They were punished because they were over on their own Kabbalah. But they said, Koyla Shadibar Hashem Nasebenishma. They accepted what? To become citizens of Hashem to obey his laws, right? Fine. Now there didn't mean that they had to give up their lives. Okay, so even if they think they have a life or, or a way of existence on their own, but you promised to obey the mitzvahs, and you didn't obey the mitzvahs, therefore they were exiled, right? Now it came in the, uh, in the, the, the Homan Rachash there, they came to this choice that Kopale and Harki gives. They were in the Sakone of Lehashmir, Lehara, Gelabed, something which never happened to them. And maybe this is the first time in an event of the world where a whole nation was threatened with the threat of annihilation. This was exactly Kopale and Harki gives. Why? Because Yoshnu, it says, Yeshnu Yamecha, the Chazal say, Yoshnu Mina Mitzvahs. Yoshnu Mina Mitzvahs. Yoshnu, what does it mean, Yoshnu Mina Mitzvahs? They became dormant from the Mitzvahs. Yoshnu Mina Mitzvahs. It doesn't mean to say that they were over on the Mitzvahs. But Yoshnu Mina Mitzvahs means that uh, they did not consider that the Mitzvahs is their source of life and existence. That's what Yoshnu Mina Mitzvahs It's like you do something, Mina Gabasein Bitei. You do it because my father did it, my grandfather did it, but not that it's, that it's your life. That the mitzvah is my life. Yoshnum in a mitzvah. And Malib, since Yoshnum in a mitzvah, they began to think very seriously to make a life on their own. Golas will remain in Golas. It could exist without Yoshalayim and Beis Amidosh. That time, Achashverosh, Coming king over the entire world, so he, he has to have a capital, capital city. So he built Shushnabi as the capital city. So in other words, that's by by that he's saying this is the capital city of the world. And by the Jews participating in the Sudan, the celebration of this event, it's like they're saying they also, at least outwardly, accept that not Yerushalayim is the capital city of the world, but Shushanabir. Shushanabir. So in other words, uh, outwardly at least, they're saying, look, we could have an existence on our own, without Yerushalayim, without the Beis Amikdor, without the Mitzvah. We could live among the Goyim, together with the Goyim, and Shushanabir is the capital city of the world, and we're part of the world, and so forth. This is what this is what happened in, 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 in the Solomon, in the thing that led to the, to the Sakon. 
because uh, because it's very difficult uh, once explained. Everyone asks the Kasha, why isn't the Shem Hashem mentioned in Megillah Esther? It's the only one from Kisra Akkadish where the Shem Hashem is not mentioned. So the Ebenezer says, because since this was this was written and it would be sent over in Malcha Mother in the Malcha in the Dinah's Mother of Torah, so maybe I was the Goyim will will translate it, when they'll translate it, so where they'll say the Shem Hashem, they'll put in the Shem Abanizorah. I don't understand the status. I mean, so what? Why aren't we afraid by the other Kisrei Akkadish? Maybe they'll, uh, they'll uh, change and put in the name of the Zohar. Then it says, Anandi the Dangahim, they do. We have to do what we have to do. But the Goyim will make a mistake, so they'll make a mistake. they make mistakes anyhow. So many answer that, 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 why don't you mention the Shem Hashem? Because, because the Ness, the Ness came to Esther from it. wasn't a Ness Golun, it was a Ness, a Ness Nister. Ness Nister. Okay, this you could maybe, maybe debate on. But I pointed out that there's another difference between Megillah Sesta and the other Kisri Akkadish in Tanakh. Anyone that, that learns Tanakh sees the difference between Tanakh and the history. Tanakh always tells you, they did that which is wrong, that's what the whole Tanakh is. And it tells you what they did wrong. They did this, but then this and this calamity came upon them. They did Shuvah, helped them out from the Tzor. So, Megillah says, why doesn't the Megillah tell us what did the Jews do wrong to deserve such a punishment, a threat of, of complete annihilation? We see in Gemara itself that they were asking, Shualata, Talmidim of Rabshim Yechoi, asking him, Neiman is Chaibu, Sonayim Shali Soil Ployo. He says, You say. So they said, said, No, that's wrong. He said, You say. But why doesn't it say Mephorish? Why doesn't it say Mephorish in the Megillah? After all, that's the whole purpose of Kisve Akhoidish is to come that we should learn a lesson. says, look, see what happened when the Jews did this and this Aveda. So this and this Tzorah came up on them. So this, here came at Tzorah of what? Of Lahashmi Why didn't the Megillah tell us what did they do wrong? The answer is, they did nothing wrong. I mean, nothing wrong, say an Aveda, that this Aveda deserves, deserves to such 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 a, a punishment of Lahashmid Laavalah. No. But, so how, how come that this threat came about? This threat came about because the sole survival of Claudius soil is the realization that we are the Yadashem. That our life, we have no life of our own. Our sole existence is HaKadosh Baruch. It's Torah once we, we lack this emunah, and there is this rikhu, the distance between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then we cannot survive. Let's keep shooting, we cannot survive, not as a punishment. Because that was the Kabbalah Satera. This was the Kabbalah Satera which the Rabbeinu Shul Monte. Kofalim Harki Gigis, Im Tikabla Satera Muta, Reblav Shantik That what? That you should realize. That just like when you, you, put, you put a barrel over you, there's no air coming in from the outside. 
and you can only survive this way. This is the oxygen that comes from the barrel, not nothing from any place else. This is the way the Kabbalah Satira, this is the way the life of Christ. So in other words, so when we receive the air, we breathe in the air and the oxygen from Akadosh Baruch we live. Otherwise, we don't have, just like a person, if you have no air, you'll die. And our air comes from Tehra. Our oxygen comes from Tehra. And if we don't, if we think that we're looking for other oxygen, for other air, how to live, so automatically we cease to exist. So, so there was no really one Aveda to say, but this Aveda which they did, they deserved this in this, this in this punishment. But it was what? Because but since our soul's survival and existence is through HaKadosh Baruch through Tehra and Mitzvahs, so if it's Yoshnu Mina Mitzvahs, if we try to make a, a life independent of HaKadosh Baruch well, so you, when Mashiach will come, Yerushalayim will be the capital city. Now it's Washington. Now it's Shushanatiba. Now it's London. Now it's Paris. This already means that you think you could have a life on your own without a Kodesh And when you think you have a life on your own, the Vedishon leaves, they say, okay, have on your own. On your own you cannot exist. That's the Metzies of Claudius. That's the Metzies of Claudius. Just like a person would stuff his nose and will not breathe, he's going to die. What Avela did he do? I stopped my nose. What's, what's, what's a, such a terrible Avela? That's, that's, that's the, that's the Metzies. This is nature. This is a, you have to be a, a big, big schusim to, to define nature. So that's, that's what the, that's why it doesn't, doesn't mention any Avera. There's no single Avera for which deserved this mispunishment. But what, so what, so what happened? What happened was that Achishverish made a Sude and he, uh, and he established that Shushan Abilo is the capital city of the world and the Jews came and participated in the Sudo and that means that we're saying, well, we're not going back to Israel, we're not going to, to Russia to build the Bisamikdash, Yerushalayim, Yerakhoidesh, and so forth. We can live in Gomez, together with God. Do still do mitzvahs and fine, but in other words, we could have a life like the rest of the people. So that automatically cuts off the source of oxygen there. And the existence of Palestine. So maybe all America is lash It's not a punishment. That's the Mitzis. Kabbalah says, Satriya Muta, the Lapsham, take what us. That you'll understand by, by uh, Purim. Purim we have, we celebrate on two days. That, uh, those who live in Prozim on the 14th. 14th day of Adar, and those that live with all the Mamukhafis Chaimo on the 15th day of Adar. And uh, why? Because Shushan so they still fought on the 14th, but they killed out the enemies, and then uh, the Yontem they made on the 15th. So the Sadiqimara says that that's the case, it should, uh, should have been that all the cities that were Mukhaf Chaimo from the time of uh, Shushan Abilo should celebrate it, should celebrate it what? On the 50. So we say no. We say all the, all the cities that were Mukab Chaimo from the time of Yeshua Binun, so they have to celebrate on the 50. Why? To give COVID to Yerushalayim. Because Yerushalayim at that time, so the wall of Yerushalayim was 
ruling was breached, so the covenant of Shalayim, so you go back to Yeshua Binu. What is this with covenant of Shalayim? The way we say is very much so, because the punishment came because you were willing to accept as your capital city, you were willing to accept Shushan Abilo. So the Tikkun has to be, no, this is not, this is not my capital, my capital city is Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim. And again, to step further, in a, when, when an enemy, when you fight your enemy, your enemy occupied your territory. And you're fighting him, you're pushing him back. Okay, so in every city that you drive out the enemy, that city could celebrate, right? We got rid of the enemy. The other city that's still occupied cannot celebrate. You drive out the enemy, can make a celebration. In one city, you cannot ce celebrate until you drive out the enemy from the entire land. Which city is that? Capital So in other words, it's like saying, in all the towns all over, they were already able to celebrate on the 14th of Adon. Because they fought on the 13th, and they were able to kill them out, and then to, be, to overcome their enemies on the 14th, right? But in Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim, you couldn't celebrate on the 14th. Why couldn't you celebrate on the 14th? Because since there was one place where the Jews were still fighting on the 14th, right? In Shushan Habilon. And Yerushalayim is our capital city, right? And the capital city you cannot celebrate until all the people, the entire nation and people is victorious. So by saying, therefore, by going according to Yerushalayim, so we're giving cover to Yerushalayim. We're saying Yerushalayim is our capital city. So therefore, since the Jews were still fighting in one city, every place else already, they were victorious. And they rested already. They made a Yom on the 14th day of Ador. But in one place they were still fighting, so every place you could celebrate, but not Yerushalayim. Because why? Because Yerushalayim is the capital city of Yisrael. And until the entire nation, all of us, are, are, are victorious, you cannot celebrate. So what I'm trying to tell you is that the Sakone of Lashmid al-Hagrabi did not come about because of a single Avera. No single Avera deserves such a punishment. It came about for something which is not an Avera. But it's the essence of Klagosov. I think that's what Chazal means. That you see that, uh, that the Jews in, in Chutzlar, it says, Such an expression of Chazal. They, they worship Avidizorah, they say Avidizorah bitar. Bitar. What does it mean? Because whether you want to or not, even Chutzlar, you learn with us, mother, and you down with Kavone, and you keep Shabbos and all the halachas and so forth. But somehow you cannot help feeling that uh, that I have a life here, I have a life of my own. I live in the chutzlots. I could exist. I don't feel that that I cannot exist. That my existence is dependent. It's, uh, it's very difficult to feel that way. Feel as if, okay, I could live here till Mashiach will come. Mashiach will come, I have no choice. I'll have to go back to, I'll have to go back to, you know, like the Maise with the Eden Elves that, uh, that they came, was uh, Erev Pesach, and they told her that Mashiach is, is, is coming. He is coming, so to her this was a, 
a calamity and she prepared everything for Pesach and everything worked so hard to bring the Pesach here, but she has come. And then finally she consoled herself, just like the Rabbeinu Shalom helped us out from all the other troubles, Tzorah is going to help us out from this Tzorah too. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's the attitude. That's the attitude. And that's an Indian of Uyvdim Abedizor Mikhan. Because if we, really, if we would really feel that our sole existence as survival is Sakurish Boch or Toyo and so forth, so then we we wouldn't sit here. Well, no, not, not, to, not to this not to this attitude, not with this complacency. It's a it's a the Mabrizal So, so what was the what was needed now? But after after we realized, the Israel realized that because of this attitude, that was this lack of realization that our oxygen and our air and, and our whole reality, whole reality, this is our nature, this is our mitzvahs, is Hakodesh Baruch the Torah, Torah means the soil, the Samikdash, and so forth. So we cannot exist. We cannot exist. We're in the threat of Lashna Blagala. So now, again, they were given this choice. Oh, now you see what, what Torah means, right? Are you willing to be the Kabbalist? So again, they would be the Kabbalist, but again, under the same duress and the same courage, because if not, Haman, Hashveh, and all the other Hamans that will come upon you. So how do we know that right now they really were the Kabbalah on their own, happily with Simcha? In other words, that we may Kabbalah upon ourselves, that we are happy. We're happy over this fact that we have no life and existence without a Kodesh So how do, how do we see this? By the fact that they made a Yom Tev out of it, the most merriest Yom Tev that we have. Now what, what was the reason for this Yom Tev? What's the reason of this yom? What's what's so? What what is such a big simple? Before, if you ask me, I wouldn't mind if the goyim would be under the threat of lahashmik lahagalabit, and they would be saved the last minute and let them make a yom. And I wouldn't mind if that would be repeated every year. You think I don't begrudge them such miracles? Every year, or every ten years, or every fifty years, they should be under the threat of lahashmik lahagalabit. Last minute they'll be saved, let them have a yom. I wouldn't mind trading you all. Why should I begrudge the government? They should also have such miracles. And they should also have such service and threats. So the, the answer is, what did, they, what, so what did they make the yom tafu? So Mela Bishlmev, somebody was, was in there traveling, and was going on a boat, and the boat was about to be capsized, and he was in threat of being drowned, and he was finally saved, and he came to the Yabosha. Okay, soft or soft, I wasn't the threat of being drowned, I was saved, so I make a yom, celebration. But what happens if that person has to go back to the same sea, and he'll be under the same threat, constantly? So is the reason right now to make a celebration, 
Not only for this time, but for all generations. What's the big celebration? If this Yom Tefeh did after the Yeshua Purim, so we would know, okay, this is the last time, this is the only time that we were threatened, this is not going to, there'll, be, there'll never be another Hummer. But we may have Haman was the beginning. He was the one, the first one who initiated the idea of wiping out an entire people, men, women, and children, openly, brazenly. Up to him, nobody dared to, to bring forth such even power. He wanted to do it, to do it, do it quietly, or covering it up. So therefore, after Haman, there'll be worse Hamans. There'll be others that will come with final solutions. There'll be inquisitions, and there'll be, and there'll be crematoriums, and there'll be this and so So what? So, so what's the celebration? What's the celebration? So from here we see that Claudius right? because they made a Yom Kippur, because it says, Kimo v'kiblai udim aleyem v'alzar, that is to make these two days as a day of days of Yimei Mishnah, the simple for us, for our children, for all generations, even though we know that will be again in the threat of Lashmid al there will be other Hamans, and yet, 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 yet we make a Yom of Simcha. So what does this prove? This proves that finally, finally we will make Kabul on our own, that we're happy that our sole survival and existence is Biyad Hashem. And we have no life on our own, except the life which emanates from Akashvot and the day. So then, so this, this, this deserves a Yontif, a Yontif, the Adalai Mela, is the Yontifur, is the Yontifur. Because by the Yontifur, they, they realized that the Sakonim did not come because of a single day, but the Sakonim was because Flavio felt that they could have a life and an existence independent of Akashvot. We'll still be shamed the mitzvahs, we'll still do the mitzvahs and so forth, but we could live in God's. We could live on our own. Like we could live outside, besides Akadosh Baruch. This is Teda is not, is not a, a sole means of, of survival and existence. So they said, they saw that this cut off their oxygen. This took away the air. This brought about And they knew, again, that this is, this is the, the existence of Claudius. So this will be repeated many times. So if they wouldn't be happy about it, they wouldn't make this a yomtev, ladloi milon. Right? So now, now they came to the realization that kimu di kimu, kimu mashi kimu Said no. Came to the final realization, understanding that it's better to be the victims rather than to be from those, the homas nachashveirosh, whose hands are soaked in blood of innocent people. We'd rather suffer. We'd rather be threatened. But, but, but we know that we're doing right and we're following, we're going in the way of Hashem, in the right direction, and so forth, rather than to have the koyach and the mind and the power of the Hummers and the Hitlers and the Stalins and the other one whose, uh, 
who use this or abuse their power to bring such trouble to the world. We are happy in the fact that because we are an amatoiro, our hands are not as soaked in blood as the hands of the other Muslims. Why is that? Because we have a tailor. Because we have a tailor. So we're willing to be the couple of these sur and so that's the that's that's what the Yontef Yontef Purim and the Kabbalah Satir. So so what does the Pasik tell you? The Pasik tells you the Drash is the same as the Pasik. What's the Drash? How do we know that they were Kabbalah the Torah and you Kabbalah Satir? Because they were the Kabbalah upon themselves and the children, the future generations, to observe the Yontef Purim forever. Yontef Purim forever. And what was it? And how did Claudius will come about to, to do such a thing? Why should they make a Yontef forever? Since that threat will be repeated. So what are you making? What are you celebrating now? That threat will be repeated. That's as we're saying that we makabal. the loves the symbol. This threat, this threat shows us that we have, can, don't have any existence and we cannot survive except by being an amashet, being an amateur. And if we, time will come in our history when we will we'll be, will be, will cut ourselves, cut ourselves, or, or, or remove ourselves, or, or to, 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 to go away from this concept, our life will be in danger. Our total life will be in danger. We're happy. We're happy. Because that's our life. And if that will remind us to return to Hashem, we're happy about it. So by the fact that we made the Yom Purim, you made Mishnah Simcha, that shows that we accepted this fact, this mitzius, we accepted it on our own. Something that you accept on your own, you do it with Something that you're forced into do it, you do it, but you don't do it with So just to review briefly, so we said here many things, as far as let's say the Yom Tepulim is concerned, is that there were two Kabbalah Satya. There were two Kabbalahs, that's what the Teo tells us. One was a Kabbalah to obey Hashem. That's like coming to a country, they swear, take an oath of allegiance to the country, you'll abide by the rules of the country. But it doesn't mean that I give my life for the country, that I have no life independent of the country. I have my own life, and I accept upon myself, I'll obey the rules. I don't like the country, I'll leave the country. This was the, so the Kabbalah Satir of the day, soil was, we know that the rules of HaKadosh Baruch are righteous and good and beneficial. Whatever will tell us, we'll do. Took a note. Made a place. But the Rabbeinah Shalom didn't want this type of Kabbalah Satoyro. He wanted a Kabbalah Satoyro that they should realize that their sole existence is for the sake of Hashem and through Hashem. And they have no other existence. Without being an Am Hashem, without being an Am we have no existence. This is the Mitzvah of Claudius. It's not a punishment. This is the Mitzvah. Our oxygen, our air, is Hashem. Without it, we cut off from life. That's all. It's not, it's not a question of punishment. This is our Mitzvah. This is the Tenth. So that's what it means by Isyats, Mubisach, Nisahor, Kofalim, Hati, Gigis, in the Kabbalah, Satur, Mutaf, you have something for us? Because Claudius soil cannot exist naturally not by way of punishment, cannot exist naturally unless they breathe in the air of Torah. 
this is the accident. And if we don't realize, in other words, if we think that we could have a life and existence independent of this, even though we'll still be observing mitzvahs, we are being it's but it's And at the time of this is what happened. Time already came near to return to Eretz Yisrael, to rebuild the base Hamikdash, and nobody was rushing to go. And already lived here, settled, we got settled, businesses here, professions here. We can serve Hashem here too. Ah, yeah, Hashveirish made Shushan as the capital city, and invited everyone to come. Jews also have to show that they are not disloyal citizens and should be accused of, uh, of dual uh, allegiance or so forth. So they also came, also came at least outwardly accepted that from now on, what's the capital city? Capital city is Shushan Abiru, not Yerushalayim. So little by little, it's Yoshnum and Amitzvah. Saying we, we could exist, we have an existence independent of the existence of Russia. That from Mashiach will come to live that way. But now we can live like the rest of the world. But we'll still do mitzvahs, still do mitzvahs. So that brings about the threat of Lashmin Avalav. Not as a punishment, but as a mitzvah. Just like you don't breathe there, you die. So the same way, you don't you, not, you don't cling to Hashem, you don't realize if that vacus is broken, you cannot live. It's a metzias, not a punishment. Okay, so, so then they realize that they cannot live. The soul's uh, survival and existence is by, by, by belonging to Hashem. Well, listen to this. Now the question is, again, this realization, did they accept it willingly? Or they were forced into it, just like they were forced by Kabbalah Satera. Could they say no at that time? They couldn't say no. They could only live. They could only exist. By by HaKadosh Baruch. So here too, they were threat of Lashmet Al-Galabi. So the fact that they on their own, when the Kabbalah upon themselves, celebrate the Yom Tepun for themselves and the children and future generations, even though they know that the problems will be repeated and there'll be other homos. Yet we accept this willingly, that means that they finally, <coughs> finally, we're willing to admit to this fact, accept it willingly, that we want that we are happy and satisfied that our existence is totally independent, totally dependent by Hashem, that we can't have any existence on our own. That's what the Yom Tepun That's the Kabbalah Center. In fact, that may be, may be one of the meanings of the Chazal that say, Kolam Adim Asidim Libotel puts me up there, puts me poor. Of course, like the Mira says, Bidarech Tzachos, it doesn't mean literally that the Yom Tepun will become poor. But what the Chazal wants to stress to us that in one respect, the Yom Tepun is, 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 has more, has more than all the other Yom which are Yom in Atei. In other words, what? Because Yom Tepurim 
is that we finally became aware, or were willing to become aware, what is our source of life and existence. That's what, that's what actually, actually means. And that's what the whole history of Emunah and Abedah Hashem is really based on this. We all know, in a, on a certain level, we all know that we have pay soil and we have to we have to be shaved on mitzvahs and learn to and so forth. The question is, how much are we willing to let this fact sink into our consciousness? That's it. When there's a part of us that says, well, I don't want to, I don't want to go all the way. I don't go all the way. 100%. 100% would mean that everything that I do, so I have to do LP, 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 Do I do this way? Do I do this way? And says, well, don't, don't, don't read this. It's Lashon Hall. Or it could be something that's obscene or something else. I'm not willing to go all the way. Maybe. Of all the way means I wouldn't have to watch, I wouldn't be allowed to watch television. Forgetting about it, even sports, which is a spiritual tale. So, so that's what it means. So it means to be to say my whole survival and existence is totally in tailor. So you so we realize deep down it would mean, okay, so we can go and watch this whole game, we can go to this, we can go to that, because even if there's no other available, but it's always spiritual tailor. Oh, the Neide Behuda was asked whether a Jew is allowed to go hunting. Let's go hunting. So he discusses about Tzabal Achayim. Is that Tzabal Achayim? There's no Tzabal Achayim. When you wound an animal, there is Tzabal Achayim. You kill an animal, there's no Tzabal Achayim. This better is stamp, is it right, is it proper, is it there, is it so? Then finally he comes and says, what about little things? What about little things? That's what, probably what the Gemara says in, in Brochus. That uh, says, Nach Kodrach Tenu. Uh, what was it? Let's say the motion. Uh, it says, <laughs> comes upon him and he looks and searches, what did I do to deserve the same? And then it says, <laughs> So he told him with Okay, even if he did nothing wrong, but, uh, but he had to do more than not doing nothing wrong. He had to be doing something right. So, so in other words, but we don't want to give up these things which, which right now uh, are pleasurable. So, so because of that, so what do we do? We do something worse. We don't let this fact really sink into our conscience. Because we're afraid if we become totally aware of this mitziyut, we'd have to give up things that cause us pleasure. So rather than to give up those things, we really don't let it sink into our conscience. So we hold like the Rabbeinu Shalelam, we hold them, you know, the Rabbeinu Shalelam, come so far, no more, don't, don't come closer. Don't come closer. Because we come closer means I'm completely in your hands. I don't want to be completely in your hands. I want to watch the whole thing. And if I be completely, if I know my soul survival existence, Yad Hashem, you know, if I would ask you, Rabbeinu Shalelam, maybe you tell me to close the, the television and rather with you go over the economic no matter how difficult this may be. So, so all these things is really it means you the Kabbalah is missing Kabbalah is not just the observance is missing the Kabbalah is missing because if you had the right Kabbalah you would really do it but since a person doesn't want to be in conflict with himself so therefore he doesn't he's not the Kabbalah not the Kabbalah 
That's what the Antipurim is. That's what the Antipurim is. The Antipurim is that they were willing to accept this fact, this fact which exists, Mesheshesh and Mevreshesh, that Am Yisrael was only created and when we accept this fact and we realize it, that's when we'll be happy. Because when a person does that for which he was created to do, that will give him happiness. And if you force someone to do that which is not suited to do, then you'll be the most unhappy person or people in the world. But this is where the Chire comes in. How much do you let this fact saturate? And, 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 and sink into your consciousness. So what's stopping it? Because on one hand, you want to do certain things that you enjoy, pleasurable, and so forth. But you know that if you let this, uh, if you have this commitment, you have to give it up. So therefore, in order not to give it up, you're not really making the commitment. It's not that you made the commitment that you don't keep. You never made the commitment. That's what you want. That's what Kim would be Kim Lai Wudi. he realized that without this vapors by Hashem, so they are always in danger of Lahashmi Lahadarabi. They knew that such things will be repeated, and yet they made a young Tevara who simply that means we are happy for the role which the Spanish has given us. That we are a people that cannot exist, but as an Amashem and as an Amashem.